Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, I have another wonderful guest for you. Today's guest, she works with clients from all over the world on reprogramming the subconscious blocks that stand between them and their best lives. She's also a registered yoga, meditation, and breathwork teacher, and has led many retreats and classes in dreamy locations such as Bali, Costa Rica, and Morocco. Further, further, she has a background in design and business, as well as journalism, and she speaks seven languages. Welcome to my perfect, perfect value today, Nadia Gabrielle. How are you, Nadia? Hi, Paul. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Cannot complain. <laughs> so that's an impressive bio you have. Thank you. So, so I have to, I have to there's lots that jump out to me, but <laughs> one is, because I'm super jealous that you speak seven languages. <laughs> so what languages do you speak? Oh, I speak a couple. So my parents... They just never decided on one language. So it was pretty much just, you know, about four languages that were spoken at our house when oh, I was wow. a kid. Wow. And they were like, yeah, she'll, she'll figure it out, which I did. Um, so I speak German, which is my, my mother tongue, really, okay. um, and Swiss German, and then Italian and French and English, obviously. Yeah. And um, I learned Spanish later on, and then I learned Japanese when I was living in Asia. And then... Um, a little bit of Mandarin, but don't quiz me on that because that's the one I'm the least fluent in. <laughs> you're, you're lucky that my my Mandarin, Mandarin is rusty. at zero. <laughs> so I, can't, okay. I can't suddenly switch the questions up into Mandarin, unfortunately. That would be quite funny. <laughs> but I'm, I'm super jealous because I just speak English. So anybody that speaks Thanks. multiple languages, I just, um, I'm, you know, super jealous of. So, Nadia, thank you for agreeing to appear on My Perfect Failure. Super excited right. to speak to you. So today's episode is Let's Reprogram Our Beliefs with Nadia, Gabrielle. Hey. So you've got a, a super background as I've just read out. Maybe you can give the audience a little bit of a snippet of who you are. Sure, sure. So I'm Nadia and I, I help people as you said, right, you gave a perfect intro, remove the subconscious blocks and um, the blocks that are standing between them and, and what they really want. And I work in two ways. So I work with individuals on clearing some of the beliefs that are keeping them stuck in their lives and their relationships at work, in interpersonal dynamics, their purpose. Um, and then I also work specifically with entrepreneurs and guiding them to identify and remove the blocks that are specifically affecting them and their businesses. And so for me, even though I've been in the self-development realm for 13 years now, um, my degree and, and my more academic background and business background is actually in business and design with a big focus on business and brand building and creative methodologies such as design thinking and human-centered design. So for me, getting to marry these two is, this is like me living my dream, right? Getting to support entrepreneurs on that level. Um, because, right, I, I know how much it asks of you to build a yeah. business. And it's what I've come to realize also in my own business is it's not just strategy, right? A lot of it is, but having your own business is also a surefire way to skyrocket your personal growth. And it's going to bring up stuff fast, right? And you can have a really solid strategy in place, but if you've got underlying blocks or capacity issues, 
if you know you're terrified of rejection or yeah. or you feel like it's unsafe to be seen or you feel like an imposter that's a huge one mm. then that is going to affect how you show up and it does so much more so than it would in a more more regular employment situation and those are just not strategic issues or systems issues those are capacity and subconscious issues and so that's what a lot of my work focuses on that's interesting actually because I'm sure there's heaps of entrepreneurs yeah. and people in business out there that just focus on strategy. Mm. You think, yeah. you know, let's, let's make sure that we've got a solid strategy and yeah. then we're good. But from mm. what you're saying, that isn't enough. Not in most cases, no, because when you're an entrepreneur, in most cases, your business is so dependent on you, right? Yeah. It's dependent on you being excited about it, <laughs> you being into it. And of course, there's ebbs and flows and that's okay. But let's say every tiny little thing knocks you out, right? Every, yeah. every little thing that happens, every little setback, then that is going to have a huge effect on your business because it is all you, because yeah. you don't have anyone else to sort of step in and take over. So that's where I think a lot of that comes in. Okay. Okay, so yeah. it makes sense. So, mm -hmm. just, just a quick question. How did you, so your background is in business, creative design, design that area. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. and then this area came in at, at a later date. What, what brought that on? Just curious. Oh, I feel like I have lived so many lives <laughs> in my 30-ish um, years. It's kind of been more more of a parallel than then one thing coming after the other. So as I said, I've been in, in interested in self-development for, for a long time. I basically okay. started at 18, probably even before that. I was, you know, I was raised in the kind of family where everything was like fair game. We would do yeah. tarot cards, we'd meditate, you know, yeah. <laughs> walk on hot coals, all of that good stuff. And so that was always a door that was open for me and that I was open and excited to explore. And then I did a lot of my own soul searching when I was, when I got out of school around 18, I moved to India. I went to um, stay at an ashram for a couple months and did all sorts of um, practices just more for myself and self-discovery. Um, but then I also have the side of me that's so interested in, in organization and strategy and yeah. in practicality, right? So I can never... I could never be satisfied with just one thing. So when it was too much of the woo or too much of, of you know, then I knew something was missing. But then yeah. other times in my life when I was too firmly on on the other side of the spectrum and, you know, only focusing on, on business or on journalism, I worked in journalism as well, then again, something was missing. So I just feel like, now I'm I'm at a point where I get to where I get to live both of these things and bring those two expertise areas of expertise together. Absolutely, combine the both. Yes. Best best of both worlds. So, subconscious. I, yeah. I I'm starting to hear a lot about the subconscious. Can you Yay. maybe give myself <laughs> and the listeners a little bit of an idea what the subconscious is and and the role it plays in our in our lives or it can play. Of course. Okay, get your get your vitamins, <laughs> get your coffee. We're going in. Um, yeah. So it's actually really good to have a little bit of, of an understanding because once you understand how it's formed, then you you can make your own you have you can make your own conclusions about what that means for you as a person. Okay. So the way it works is that as children. We're essentially just like tiny little sponges just walking around the world and just taking everything in um, because our brains at the time aren't fully developed. So we don't really have a filter at that stage. And that is roughly until we reach age seven. And that will differ a tiny bit based on life circumstances. And so during that initial stage, a, a child's brain is primarily in a theta brainwave state. So we move around the world and it's kind of like we're in hypnosis, right? We're taking in a ton of information 
um, mainly from our parents or our, our primary caregivers, but also from our extended family, from our community, from our peers, society in general. And then anything that we repeatedly observe or experience during that stage, we internalize and it solidifies and ends up in our subconscious. And so um, it just goes straight into really what, you know, the fabric of our being. And then again, that happens without any sort of filtering or discernment in terms of, is this objectively true? <laughs> is this a beneficial belief or assumption for me to operate from? Um, we just don't have that type of awareness as children. So, in fact, awareness only really comes from our conscious mind, and that is located in our prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until, I think, age 20. So, essentially, children don't have a prefrontal cortex. And with babies, the mother acts as that as that frontal cortex, as that conscious mind. Wow. So they're doing the planning, the filtering, the explaining, because the child isn't able to do that. So therefore, any, any beliefs, any patterns, any habits that our caregivers exhibited, because they tended to be the main focus yeah. or our main frame of reference, right, we would take on and we would internalize that. And that is the programming that we continue to run on to this, to this day, right? To present day, present day. And okay, um, okay. the other super important thing to know, and then I'll stop. <laughs> because no, 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 this, is, this is super interesting. <laughs> um, is that as adults, we spend 95% of our lives operating from that subconscious where these programs that we just talked about are basically just playing on an infinite loop, playing out again and again and again, like right that like a tape that we recorded when we were in that um, hypnotic brain state. And the beliefs that we hold based on what we've observed during that crucial phase inform the choices that we make in our present day lives because of course when we spend 95 percent of the day being driven by that that is going to make all the difference in everything whereas that conscious mind that prefrontal cortex only drives our behavior when we're present and when we're aware and mindful and that's only around five percent of the day okay. does that make sense it, it it does i'm trying yeah. to, i'm trying to digest it but it's yeah that's some some lots of really interesting stuff there so so, um, so from from child from childhood, mm -hmm. it's kind of the repetition that we get from our parents, primarily our mum, that that pretty much it forms depends. our subconscious. Is that what you're yeah. saying? I mean, it depends. It depends on who who raised you, right? Okay. If, if your parents were absent, then it's just basically the person that you would hmm. would turn to as your primary yeah. caregiver or caregivers. Okay, and. So the conscious only mm -hmm. equates to 5%. Yes. Which is crazy. crazy. It is. <laughs> crazy. I mean, there's a good reason for that because, of course, um, right? We, the, the way things are set up, it's just not set up for us to be conscious and present at all times and to do everything that we're doing with 100% um, consciousness, right? When you're driving somewhere, yeah. it's not like after a couple a couple times that you've driven you don't have to focus your whole your whole attention on the road yeah. like you know the path so right it, it makes sense but it's important to know that that's these are the proportions and that's what we're working with okay so, so the lots of triggers are going <laughs> to my head yeah um i guess an, an immediate one yeah is but if the subconscious is so important, so mm. 90, I think you gave a stat of 95% mm -hmm. of our lives is operating from the subconscious that we got from childhood. Mm -hmm. So when people like me or people that are listening are, are, are looking to, I don't know, transition to a different position in life, whether it be work, whether it be relationships, Mm -hmm. Whether it be something significant, because the conscious only takes up five percent, is it difficult mm -hmm. to, is it unrealistic to expect immediate results if it's if it's a quite significant transformation? 
Mm, good question. It depends on the person. So when we think of these, that programming that we've, we've internalized, right? It's so unique to every single person. You never really know. It's almost like the first thing you have to do is like turn on the light because you don't know what's, what's lurking, right? You don't know how it's, how it all is interconnected. I think that's what I'm trying to say because right, any beliefs, any assumptions that you've, you've taken on and that, as you've said so well, are re repeated and reinforced over time, they're, they don't just exist in a vacuum. So if, if for some reason you have taken on the belief that, you know, that your best bet to be safe in life, which of course, as a child is one of your main concerns, right? We want to be safe. Yeah. We want to be loved. We want our basic needs met. So if, if for some reason something happened that made you believe that the best, your best bet to be safe is to excessively people please, right? To just say yes, like to endear yourself to others and to basically not have any strong boundaries, then that belief is probably not going to just stand by itself. Okay. So it's probably going to be connected to other things that happened and that will, again, have been reinforced over time. So when we talk about change, it always depends a little bit on how interconnected the beliefs are. Um, but in my experience, things do shift and they shift quite quickly. It just depends. It's a matter of find, and digging into it a little bit and understanding what the root is, because very often the way that it plays out in our in our present day lives, in our adult lives, right? We don't necessarily jump to that to that root. We usually have a symptom, right? A symptom yeah. for an adult would be, oh man, like I'm, I'm finding it really hard to to set boundaries with my superiors at work or yeah. something like that. And right. And then my job is to, to help you dig into that and go, okay, where, where did you pick that up? And then the more that we can do that, then the quicker change happens. Okay. That makes sense. So maybe that's, this is a good segue to get into how does this relate to businesses and yes. on, entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. So I read this quote, um, it was in um, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Do you know that book? No, I don't actually. It's super good. And so he says that in entrepreneurship, you only ever experience two emotions, and that is either euphoria or terror. And of course, you know, that's a, a bit of an exaggeration, but I do think there's a, a kernel of truth in there. And for women in business in particular, because of the way we're wired, um, we tend to second guess ourselves a lot and question ourselves and ruminate. And um, there have been some studies that women tend to feel like imposters more than men do, although in my experience, that is a very real thing for everyone. Yeah. Um, right? Like, we're not good enough. We're not qualified enough. We obsess over the tiniest things. One mistake we made seven months ago will keep us up at night. And the reality of entrepreneurship in particular is that you, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to stand in your own way with that kind of narrative playing out subconsciously and then subsequently, of course, affecting your everyday life and the way that you show up in your business. So that's why a lot of the client work that I do focuses on entrepreneurs because we need to attend to that inner work, to make sure that we've got that solid inner foundation to build our businesses on. And right, like we said before, if, if your business really depends on you, then you just don't have that quote unquote luxury to get paralyzed by self-doubt yeah. or to feel fearful or to have long drawn out personal crises around being seen and showing up because, yeah. right, let's say that happens 10 times a year. And each time it happens, you've got the wind knocked out of your sails for a week or two. So at worst, that's like 24 weeks out of the year mm. in which you're not in your zone and you're not operating at your best, focusing on your business and your growth 
and on meeting the goals that you've set for yourself. So that's a lot of time. And of course, the right, that's just an arbitrary number. The numbers will be different for everyone. Yeah. But even if it happens four times a year, that's still a whole month where you're paralyzed. And I don't have the time for that, <laughs> right? So whenever I feel something come up, um, I mean, I consider myself an expert and I for sure have the tools to work on myself, but still I will also, you know, seek out a colleague or a mentor and I will also um, get on that because for me that's that's part of, of my business plan to allow for that kind of work yeah. when I need it so that I can show up in the more strategic parts and in the more outward facing parts as um, as my my true authentic self and not be knocked out as soon as one tiny little thing happens. So, so you personally would have interventions as well with a mentor or coach? Absolutely. When, 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 when you hit a, a sticky point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm at the point where I don't want to waste time. Yeah. And I know because, right, like we were saying, the conscious and the subconscious mind. So we each have these two minds and they're separate and being in our conscious minds, which you and I are both operating from our conscious minds right now, because we're, we're present, right? Yeah. We're engaged. We're, we're doing this thing that's new to us. We're new to me, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we're in that conscious mind realm, when we're, when we're in that awareness, we don't have access to the subconscious so that I, I know that for myself, even though I have, right, I have a good understanding of how this stuff works. When I do it for myself personally, I still don't know exactly what's happening in my subconscious because I'll be in my conscious mind when I try to analyze it and dissect it and figure it out. And that's where, you know, having someone who guides you and who sees things that for you are in a blind spot, where that comes in really handy and, and is super helpful. Okay, that sounds, sounds fantastic. So for clients that you work with, pri mm -hmm. primarily are you focusing on the fears and the beliefs? Is, is strategy in there or would, strategy, or would strategy be something that they've got in place? It depends a little bit. Um, okay. It depends on the kind of business that they have. Um, what I really like to do is I like to merge my my expertise in rights in, in the subconscious reprogramming with the expertise that I have in business. Yeah. Um, just to to give them more of like a, a far-reaching um, kind of support, right? Sometimes it's it's about figuring out, well, what do I really want, or what are the systems that I have in place right now? What are what are the issues there? Sometimes it's about creative problem solving, things like that. And I I enjoy that I have the knowledge and the experience to draw from these tools. But it always depends on the person, you know, what, what their needs are. Um, I really, everything I do is completely personalized to what so people you, Okay, so you'd bespoke it dependent on who the 100%. client was. 100%. Okay. Yeah. And, and just in relation to the subconscious, it's really mm -hmm. fascinating subject. So in relation to the subconscious, mm -hmm. you know, we talked earlier about it being formed in our childhood. Mm -hmm. And say, for argument's sake, you know, I'm a client, I come to you and you'll help me out with something around the podcast where I'm, you know, struggling in certain areas yeah, and yeah. You, you sort of give me some tools and some some behaviours or, or some methodology to, to evolve. Mm -hmm. And over a period of time, you know, it works and, you know, I'm in that particular area I'm succeeding. Mm -hmm. At that point, has my subconscious broadened? I don't know whether that's correct. Mm -hmm, no, sort of, I'm, I'm just trying to, to get an idea whether mm -hmm. the subconscious does evolve or can evolve. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, I, I'd be out of a job <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't. Okay, no, um, I would probably use the verb altered rather than broaden because okay. the way that I think of it is that you identify, right? You dig into it. You identify the thing that's keeping you stuck or one yeah. of the things because, as we said, it's it's probably more than one. Um, and then instead of just adding something else, it's more about clearing that first and then 
replacing it with something that's actually going to be beneficial to you with a belief, you know, yeah. if we're going with the one that we were saying that it's, you know, that you have to people please and otherwise you won't be liked and you won't be accepted, then that would be something to clear and then to replace with, you know what, there's, there's nothing I have to prove. There's nothing, there's no one I have to endear myself to. And it's safe for me to, to be myself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fast. It's, it's really, as, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about more questions mm. because I guess the reason I'm thinking about more questions is because yeah. I guess for the majority of people, and this is a generalization, sure. the majority of people don't think about their subconscious. They just think no, about of course not. Their, their present. <laughs> yeah. And it, so the mind boggles mm-hmm. in terms of the amount of people, including myself, mm-hmm. that potentially, are st- you know, don't even know that we are stuck in certain areas because exactly. we just don't know about the subconscious. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it plays out. And, you know, we're, we go through our lives, right? We're on autopilot, which is the subconscious yeah. mind realm a lot of the time. And we don't really think, like you said, we don't think in terms of, wow, is this, is this a pattern that I've mm. been repeating in, in different dynamics, but in, in essence, over and over in my life, it's more that, right, we get annoyed, like, let's say in our romantic partnerships, we're like, oh, yeah, this person sucks, blah, blah, blah. But if, if we take that step and look at it from a distance, we'll, we'll realize that a lot of that is to be found in our own, in, in the fabric of yeah. our own subconscious. So yeah. totally, it's gold mm-hmm. dust. Yeah. I guess once we know about it, so hopefully a lot of people listen to this, that they'll be, you know, more aware of the subconscious and how. I definitely think that's happening. That's the awareness. I definitely, in my experience, the awareness is definitely spreading and and good. um, Yeah. Good. Good. That's 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 a good thing. So, in in relation to the uh, the subconscious. Mm How how can it relate to failure? People not achieving their pre, you know predefined objectives that they might have for a career Conscious or a relationship goals. or financial situations. Yeah. So when we unpack the term failure, right? What it means is like a lack of success in in that specific endeavor or area of your life, like you said. So we're not reaching the level of success that our conscious minds, right? Those 5% are wanting to reach or create. And when we look at that through the lens of the subconscious, um, what I would say is that the first thing to know is that there's just a massive difference between the two minds in terms of their bandwidth, and the number of nerve impulses that they can process in one second. And as you know, right, the the difference in in percentage of how we're governed by them. So I think when it comes to failure, it really just boils down to the law of your subconscious mind just being so much more powerful, both in percentage of time you're governed by it and in terms of bandwidth, that it's just going to be really, really, really hard to go beyond that programming using sheer force of will, because of course, willpower again comes from your conscious mind and you just can't, if there's a constant battle of the two minds, in addition to that not working very well, because spoiler alert, the subconscious is always going to win because it's just that much more powerful. In addition to that, it's, it's just going to be exhausting. It's going to tire you out. Whenever you're present, you're going to work towards one thing. And then whenever you go back into autopilot, you're going to sabotage that very thing because for some reason you in, in childhood or you know earlier in life have decided that it's not okay for me to have that. I don't deserve to have that. It's not safe for me to have that. I don't deserve to have that. And then we're, we're exhausted. Wow. <laughs> Wow. What do you think? It's, it's like we don't know what we're up against. Yeah. We're, when we, because when you talk about willpower and mm-hmm. when. Not a, know, not a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's like you, we focus on, I don't know, say 
for me, it's like going to the gym more yes. this year, which I haven't done, but but I definitely need to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> my willpower's clearly challenged in that area. But yeah. you don't say. So, <laughs> so we're up against it because that there's that the, 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 there's these the subconscious is in, in effect, mm-hmm. and so I guess, I guess what's interesting to know that that's interesting, but also how we how you know we remedy that. Mm-hmm. And like, is there, you know, what the, what are the, the tips and tricks that mm-hmm. we that we need to employ? Just a, a quick question before we go there. Yeah. Do when you're working with your clients mm-hmm. on a certain area of their business or their personal life, whatever it is. Sure. Is there an element of patience you have to get them to expect? Because it, because I'm I'm guessing you don't. It's not an instantaneous thing to to transcend into a change of pattern or change of behaviour. Again, it really depends on the person, and it depends on their commitment to it and our ability to get to that to get to that root thing, like we were saying, that not just the the surface level thing that's showing up in our adult lives, but like, why am I feeling, why am I putting myself in those situations over and over and over again? Why am I sabotaging myself or, you know, perceiving myself to be sabotaging myself? And things can shift super quickly. But what I will say is that it takes some dedication to keep integrating that um, and then the other thing that I want to add here that is so important and then that, that I think doesn't doesn't get mentioned often enough is that the subconscious's job is really to keep us safe, right? It wants to keep us within the confines of what we have grown up to believe, right? What we've grown up to to become familiar with. So whatever we've experienced feels more familiar to us than whatever we haven't experienced. So even if our current situation is a real shit show, for our subconscious, it's still going to be the safer bet to stay in that than to venture out of that comfort zone and go, okay, I'm going to do this differently, which is why so many of these conscious efforts fail, because you can like struggle past it right you can go okay i'm gonna do this right january 1st gonna go to the gym every day but then because your subconscious is so powerful and has such a massive impact on your behavior if if whatever you want if your conscious desire your plan that you've put in place and you're like i'm gonna do this if that isn't classified as safe if that feels like too much of a risk your subconscious is right away going to (laughs) Brain you in, right? No, no, no. We're going to stay, <laughs> stay right here. And so when you ask about, okay, like what's what kind of patience will I have to um, apply to this process? It's, I think, good to prepare to do it gradually because that's, right, that's what I, I like to do with clients um, when we work together over a longer term, conta- longer term in a long-term container because that way we get to just gradually and slowly expand and then give the system time to settle and to regulate and then just very slightly upward adjust that baseline of what's safe over time so you get to settle in between you get to integrate and then we'll go a little further from there because if you just go like all in right away then there's a really real chance, depending on the person as well and, and what they've been through, say they've they come from a state of overwhelm or burnout or, you know, some sort of adrenal crisis, then their system is not going to be ready to just make yeah. these huge strides in a couple days, right? It's just much more sustainable. And that's really the only thing that I care about <laughs> with yeah. my clients is that for for this to actually serve them, it is much more sustainable to to do it over time and to allow the system to settle um, so that we don't get into that space of, of overwhelm and then subsequent collapse. Yeah, you, you want to do it the right way and you want to have... Absolutely. You know, I, I guess and the idea is yeah. that <laughs> you, you, you want to 
if you're serious, then you'll do it the right way. Yeah. And whatever that would be for individuals. So again, as you're talking, I'm thinking about New Year's resolution. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so a lot of <laughs> a lot of us have New Year's resolutions, and yeah. I'm sure I heard a, s- a statistic. Oh yeah. A couple of <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, that I, that I I can't remember the exact statistic, but it was something along like the lines January of by <laughs> certain time in January, seventy yeah. percent of us have, yeah. have given up on our New Year's resolutions. And that makes me so sad because you know what that does when you do that every year or sometimes a couple times a year, what you're reinforcing to yourself is that you can't trust yourself, right? It's like, oh man, again, again, I didn't do it, right? And, and then you're disappointed in yourself when it's not your fault. It's, it, again, it comes down to the law of your subconscious just being super yeah. powerful and your conscious mind can just never outrun it. You can try, but it's just not going to work in the long run and so i think there's there needs to be a little bit of education around that so that we don't operate from this from this belief that we can't trust ourselves yeah. or that we can't rely on ourselves because i think that's so detrimental what that does to you so i mean for me personally zero zero resolutions <laughs> yeah. that's not how i do it um but i also understand that when i want to change change something i need to take a, a long, hard look at that area of my life and figure out what my patterning is and, um, and not just try and try and will it into existence or try and force it or pressure myself to do it because that hasn't worked out. Yeah. Because yeah. No, what you said totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So and another, so I've got <laughs> such an interesting subject, loads of questions. Go so, ahead. So, just going back to what we discussed at the top of the the, the show, we talked about subconscious being very important in our childhood. So I'm not a parent, but Mm -hmm. if, you know, if I was to become a parent, Mm -hmm. this episode would be like gold dust because I'd want (laughs) to really give my child or children a real just just really good behaviors that they can mm-hmm. mimic so hopefully mm-hmm. their subconscious is more rounded and uh, mm-hmm. is, is that something that parents who are you know is that something that is being actively looked at or not really yes 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 and it makes me so happy even you know what you said just now to have that awareness that whatever work you do for yourself is not just for you it's going to be for for, mm-hmm. for all future generations because right when we think about it what what we just talked about how that subconscious gets formed in childhood and of course extremely um affected by whoever raises you when we think about that well that person again also has their subconscious mind running the show and again for them that also was was mostly solidified in childhood depending on what the generation above them basically passed on so there's some really, really robust patterns that are being passed down from generation to generation. So I just think there's so important to have the awareness and maybe, you know, the added incentive of knowing that the work that I put in here is going to benefit so many more people, you know, than just yeah. me. And I work with a lot of people who have children and that is a lot of of why they are interested in this type of work and then also of course children I mean again I'm also not a mother so I'm not quite sure but I would think that kind of like a business your children bring up your stuff <laughs> pretty fast yeah right because you can't escape you you have uh, it's, it's such a big um, focus of your life and, and you'll be triggered and activated in in many different ways um, so that's if you can look at it that way, that's such a wonderful invitation to look, to really look and to see, okay, how, what patterning is playing out here and what do I want to change and how do I want to, how do I want to raise my child? Um, and I, I just think that's so wonderful and it makes me very hopeful for, for future generations. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just know that if I, knowing, knowing this type of yeah. information, if I was a parent it'd be something that i would 
be extremely interested mm-hmm. in understanding and and using same here the skills same and here. tips to yeah it'd be something that i just think would be you know because you want to give your children the best possible yeah not just start in life and make sure that they're equipped to have resilient and robust and yeah because any type of trauma and that's not just capital t trauma like we would think right really valid violence or anything like that but basically all of us have been traumatized to to some degree maybe to a lesser extent at some point in our lives and if we can even just be conscious of what that does right Uh, because of course life happens and we don't know we can't control that but if we can be can have an understanding of of how these patterns play out and how behavior gets reinforced over time then i think that already is going to make a huge impact um and you know even just in my family we've been having so many conversations around um you know how how we can see we can actually see patterns being repeated that came from my great grandparents were passed on to my grandparents who were you know i'm sicilian they were um sicilian immigrants who right were like the first generations to move outside of Sicily and like build a whole new life and of course there was a lot of a lot of stuff that came with that that was then passed on to the generation above mine which are still carrying these these triggers these patterns even though they don't actually fit their lifestyle because they're not in that right they're not in that state where they have to like start a whole new life in a in a foreign country but because that was passed down to them um that's still something that's very much playing out and i think you know the stuff can be quite heavy and and i realize that it it's not always fun <laughs> for me it is but <laughs> that's just me but if we can look at it through that lens with a little bit of it just interests right it can be fascinating it can be fascinating to have these conversations and i think it can help us relate to other people better for me it definitely helps me relate to some family members better because i understand where they're coming from and you know if i if i were to relate to them purely from my conscious mind then that would be a different story but because i have an understanding of okay i can see what's happening here it it makes for better relationships it makes for more understanding and more just you know being more gracious which i think we can all <laughs> know yeah. you know about that that's yeah no that's that's fascinating it's interesting that it is generational mm-hmm. so yeah if you if you understand that mm-hmm. then it gives you a really unique perspective and you you would just understand mm-hmm. sort of the relationships that happened from you know two generations before yeah. you and how and why you do certain things now yes Yes. And, and it's great that mm-hmm. the subconscious is something that is being discussed now because it explains things, but it also is a tool that we can use to now that we now that there's people like you out mm-hmm. there that are helping people that we can use to improve different areas of our lives. Yeah. And like really shift some old 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 patterns that are just not serving us and that we never chose. right as i said when yeah, we're kids yeah. we, we lack the discernment to say oh actually hold up this is not going to work for me we just take it on we just integrate it and then we we act based on that so i think having you know having that possibility to shift narratives yeah well i keep on saying no this. go ahead <laughs> but i i guess that if we're re- repeating behaviors mm-hmm. that are generational then it's just to us it's just the norm. Oh yeah. So you wouldn't see any you kind of wouldn't see anything wrong with it because if mm, my great granddad did yeah. it, my granddad did it, my dad did it, then it's like well why you know it's the norm pool. It's just That's you know. That's what you know. Keep, keep, keep the, the tradition nature. going but Absolutely. if those if that if, if those practices today aren't relevant then mm-hmm. pool you know you can help evolve this 
behavior yeah. to something different for the generations to come. Absolutely. And what I want to add to that is that um, I probably simplified it a little bit, but it's very often it's not simply around about, um, you know, observing a behavior from a parent and then taking on that exact behavior. Okay. It's usually a little more intricate than that in that we would ask children, right? So you would think about if you have a child in your life, even if you're not a parent, you, you have a little bit of an understanding of how children work, right? It's very yeah. simplified the way that that messaging is received by a child. And what do they care about? Like I said, they care about being loved. They care about being safe. They care about being cared for and having their basic needs met. And if we've got that, then we're good. And anything else is like cherry on top. So if you are observing a certain behavior that's, you know, say it's not a beneficial behavior from a parent, um, well, let's say they were, you know, quite volatile. Is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> See. Um, then that doesn't necessarily mean that you will end up exhibiting that same behavior. It's, it then goes through that process of what does that mean for you as a child? So then if you're being brought up or raised or, you know, living with someone who is very temperamental and you never quite know where you stand with them and it's not mm -hmm. safe for you to be around them, then you're going to, your conclusion that you draw as a child is going to be, okay, I need to like walk on eggshells, right? Because I can't yeah. activate them. I can't trigger them because then I don't know if I'm going to be safe because I can't predict their behavior. Yeah. So then it might not be that you will end up being the same, right? Kind of volatile adult, yeah. but you might yeah. be super, um, um, you know, yeah, the kind of person who walks on eggshells and who yeah. who's not assertive and who's scared to to put boundaries in place and who's scared to speak up because you never learned that that was a safe thing for you to do. So there's there's a lot of um, different layers to that, and that is something that that we would talk about in a session because, yeah. and that's why I told you right, everything is 100% personalized because there's no other way to yeah. do this type of work. No one person has the same story as someone else. Okay, so it makes it very interesting. <laughs> I'm staying interested again. Yeah. But I, I guess from you, who you know, who gets who has a passion for this, mm. it must be, it must be great to speak to different it's clients who have different areas <laughs> that they need unlocking. Yeah, well, that's just something that for me as a personality that has always been interesting, and I know that I have a a gift to see patterns and to have a really good understanding yeah. of things that people might, because right when you're in it yourself, you're, you just, you don't yeah. even see. Um, but I know that that's one of my gifts that I have. And so I'm, I'm, I just feel so blessed. Like it's, as I said, my favorite thing to do to, um, to help. I'm oh, blessed to have you on the Aww. show. Because it's it's really <laughs> insightful. You. The sort of, because you know, I, I want to learn when I do this. So, as well as hopefully listeners learning as well. It's an opportunity for me to learn. I'm certainly doing that today. So thank you. <laughs> so th there's lots of people going to be listening. They're going to be thinking, all sounds amazing. Yeah. Are there some, are there little tips that you would have for people that are listening that want to maybe start playing around with this and start executing some behaviors to to maybe shift their subconscious or beliefs. Would you have any tips for them? Yes. Um, one thing I would say, and it's very much based on what we were just discussing, is to do it from, if you can, do it from a calm state. So don't wait till you're in crisis mode. This type of work is not the work that you would want to engage in when you're like at stage 10 right level of crisis because if calm state yeah, then because if if you go with that then we'll just be busy putting out fires right and sometimes that's that's how it goes and that's all right but like we said it, it, this 
when you're in crisis mode, then your nervous system is already in a state of overwhelm and your your system isn't going to be in a safe space to be able to ha to handle change, especially the the deep reaching kind that we're going for. Um, so yeah, if you're really serious about it, I would say, and you know, want to get the most out of your time and energy and financial commitment, then commit to the work before you enter that, that level 10 crisis mode. Really good advice, because I think that you know, if anyone's yeah. like me, I tend to act when I'm in the, when I'm in the mire already, of as opposed to, <laughs> so that's really, really And you really know, for some advice. things, that's all right. I mean, I, I do that too, and, and then I'll call my practitioner, like, can I come over tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, it needs to be tomorrow. Um, but for this, for subconscious work in particular, or anything that, you know, is going to go quite deep, um, I would say, even, like, Almost when you feel like you don't need it would be a good time to do it. You know what I, you know what I mean? Just because you're not in that state of like, <gasps> okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Because I think that that's really interesting you say that because <laughs> I, I, the majority of people that I'm, I'm I, I can just, I'm drawing a generalization mm -hmm. from my interactions with family, friends, sure. and just people that I just know mm -hmm. that uh, invariably we act when we are in a bit of a spot mm -hmm. there are you know I, I definitely have one or two friends that are forward-thinking mm -hmm. and they act in good in good environments but I think for the majority of us I, we don't so it's a really good tip for me personally mm -hmm. to 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 be maybe more forward-thinking and don't wait till you know, you're in a spot. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And just, you know, if you can just take an observing role and over time observe your patterns and just ask yourself, like, just go one little layer deeper than you usually would, um, then you already have a good understanding. And if it's something that's, that's painful enough for you, then you will sooner or later, <laughs> you know, want to work on it. Um, and of course, if it's not bothering you, then if then that's cool. Then you don't have to do this type of work. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> so, so the, so the trick is to act from a state of act from a state of calmness, yeah. and maybe observe our behaviours. And just yeah, just don't. Because again, it's kind of like this nervous system issue where if you wait till you're in that drama, it, there's almost going to be a new pattern forming where, right, okay. we have that thing where you wait until you're in, in that, right, it's going to be different actually for everyone. I'm mm. kind of doing like a, a freeze a freeze reaction, but some people are going to have a, a fight or flight reaction depending on their tendencies. Um, but if you wait until that very last second, then we're just never going to be able to go deep enough to actually do what we could be doing if you were to to come in from a state of okay, like I feel ready to to tackle this. Um, but again, and right, it's, it's, human human life, we never know what happens, yeah. and sometimes that's just what you need. Sometimes you are in that state of crisis, and then we'll see what we can do from there. And is there a risk sometimes that when we act not in a state of calm, calmness that we just have knee-jerk reactions and the solution that we go for might not be the best one because it's not from a, a calm state, it's from a, I guess, more of a anxious and... I mean, that's what plays out in our lives all the time, right? When we're yeah. when we're triggered by something or someone and we're activated and we're super triggered, then we, we do have these knee-jerk reactions um, that when we take a step back, we're like, wait, what happened there? Why did yeah. I do that? I, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Because we're not, again, we're not operating from that adult brain. We're operating from that inner child that doesn't have that sophistication and that also isn't 
capable of being rational. So yeah. when, as long as we're in our rational mind realm, all is good, right? We can talk about things. We're we're understanding. We're gracious. All like right. The first couple of weeks of a relationship, we're on our best behavior. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, of course, honey. And then go a couple months in, you're back in autopilot mode, which that just eventually happens. Yeah. Then that's when things start to come up because then you're operating and they're operating from their inner child. I'm operating from my inner child. And that's when there's no adult around to to be rational. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's all it's all very mm. thought provoking yeah. and makes you think. So I, I was thinking so people that, that are listening yeah. that will definitely a lot of this stuff will resonate and, they, and they, I'm sure they've learned a lot but if they really want to get to the nitty-gritty and navigate and broaden their subconscious is it something where they need to speak to someone like you or somebody that has got some expertise on that expertise because to do to do it alone mm-hmm. I would imagine would be quite difficult so what would, what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that well of course i'm biased of course i think it's, yeah it's easier it's going to be quicker and it's going to go deeper if you do it with someone who knows what they're doing and who yeah also has the capacity to hold that space for you um yeah that's and that's really all that i have experience with so I'm sure and I know there are tons of of different ideas floating around but I can really only speak to the effectiveness of of, yeah yeah. I guess from your perspective as well although you 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 know you're an expert in this area you also have people that oh yeah 100% because again I know that I'm going to go way deeper way faster Um, for me at this point, it's worth the investment because I can kind of dabble, or, you know, play and try to go there. But if if I'm in, up against something that I know, and at this point I have a good understanding, right? I know when there's that yeah. deep knot in my chest of like, <gasps> then I'll know yeah. there's something there that needs to be looked at. And the, the thing is, these things are not going to just resolve themselves, right? They're just going to get reinforced every time we act that out again it's like a muscle right to to get back to the gym um analogy it's every time you use that muscle that belief that program is going to get strengthened and whatever you don't use weakens um so for me yeah i've i've got my people i know who to call (laughs) if i need it and i'm always open to trying out new things as well um which i think instagram for example is so fun for to you know just kind of get an idea of of what's out there and, and meet new people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point for me, it's because I'm busy. <laughs> I have things to do. Yeah. I, I can't afford to, right? Um, yeah, and the risk, and the risk I, I guess, of not. Yeah. Now, the benefits of speaking to someone like you are just huge, particularly for entrepreneurs that, you know, have a dream, have you know, have huge wants, and have but, like 15 hours of work every day that they need. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And you, you need that uh. outside expertise to sort of get you to the next level. And you think about the, the joy and the satisfaction of when you take, take these big leaps. Uh, from, I mean, from, from one, from point A to point I've B. I've seen it in myself. Right. And I see it in my clients and there's nothing that makes me happier than yeah. someone who, you know, for, for all of their life has had difficulty expressing themselves because, right, at some point they picked up the idea that what they're saying is not worth being heard. And then yeah. for them to message me and go, right, like everything trans- everything has transformed in my business. Everything's transformed in my client communications. Yeah. I feel so confident speaking up, reaching out, emailing my list. Um, pitching my offers, right? That makes me so happy because we need yeah. people who are empowered to do their work because 
you know, just more on a macro level, if everyone's a little more empowered and a little less in their like lowest expression of themselves, then I think everyone can benefit from that. Because being a, an entrepreneur, yeah. I guess, is quite isolating. Oh. So, <laughs> and and because um, I guess when you're alone and you're isolated, most of your you thoughts just for ruminate. some reason we have all day yeah, to ruminate. Just negative, so we just keep on like. <laughs> We keep on sort of saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, and why isn't anybody emailing me back? Why has nobody responded to my proposal? Why am I not emailing them back, right? Sometimes sometimes the things that come up are really, you would never think, but a lot of clients have told me, and I, I know it sometimes with myself as well, when you have amazing opportunities coming your way, but then there's this block that you have and you're you're just not emailing that person back, even though you're like, I've been waiting for this <laughs> for yeah. years. But there's some internal block that's like, no, I'm not good enough. Oh, my God, I'm going to mess this up. Or, you know, maybe it's not even that clear. Um, yeah. So these are the things, right? These are the things to address. And if you compare that with your strategy and with your systems, mm-hmm. then I, I've seen tremendous things happen. Yeah, it makes me happy every day yeah i i was listening to one of your your clients caitlin oh i love her yes yeah she's so wonderful yeah her her reference to some of the work that you guys have been doing is extraordinary i think a couple of things spring to mind but one in particular where she hadn't i don't think she'd perform i think she's multi she's hugely talented yes she is yes and she, she's a musician yeah, or something. She hasn't performed for a number of years, and she, you guys start working together. And now she performs, <laughs> and it's it's like literally years she hadn't mm-hmm. performed live. And you started working with her, and now she just loves it, and she performs, and it isn't something mm-hmm. that she doesn't have any fear attached to live performing, which was extraordinary to hear her talk about mm-hmm. that. I could cry. <laughs> I could cry right now. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, it was it, it was so really extraordinary. I, I might put that link on yeah. the show notes for this episode because it it really encapsulates, mm-hmm. I guess, what you do and the the, the 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 power of of working with somebody like you in areas to advance your your life and in, in happiness mm-hmm. and you know all, all different areas. So I think I thought that was fantastic. And like you said, I'm actually so glad you brought it up because it's there's always real life benefits, right? We don't just engage in that inner work just for the fun of it. No one would yeah. do it if it didn't bring us these these moments of, you know, wow, like after eight years, first time I'm back on stage and I'm completely calm and I'm not hyperventilating. Like if there's no there's no use in doing this type of work if we don't get actual pleasure out of it or happiness or joy or success or whatever it is but it really it translates into all areas of life so yeah i'm so happy and excited for her and everyone you know yeah and it's really fascinating Mm listen and, and watch and you can just see the confidence and how happy she is now from you know your the your relationship with her she's wonderful and very dedicated and and very committed to her growth yeah so which is which is amazing so random questions this has become a feature (laughs) of of the podcast so if you could invite Mm. (laughs) three inspirational people for dinner who would nadia invite okay i knew you were gonna ask me so i thought about it before (laughs) (laughs) but then of course i'm still like oh um okay so I in general I just I'm just interested in interesting people so there's a long list of those but um I'm I'm super into music right I started out actually years and years ago as a music journalist and uh, interviewed musicians and hung out at concert venues all night and um there's a hip-hop duo from the Pacific Northwest they're called Blue Scholars and I just think they're so cool. And um, yeah. What they called, sorry? They're, I just think they're so cool. Oh, they're called. What they called, sorry, the groups? Okay. Don't know them. I have to look I'll them send up. you, yeah, I'll send you a link. And sadly, oh, they um, they no longer produce music together, but there's a big body of work 
to enjoy yeah. from earlier years. And I'm so proud that I know all of your lyrics by heart, <laughs> which I can't demonstrate right now because no one's going to... I was going to get you to recite now. <laughs> no one's going to be able to take me seriously once I bust out my <laughs> rap moves. <laughs> but rest assured, in the privacy of the car, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's two. Because um, I'd want them both, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, is that okay? You see, you you get four people. No, so I'll just do. I'll count them as two. Okay, gotcha. We'll have okay. like a yeah, intimate. Yeah, okay. it's gonna be great. And then okay. I love food, <laughs> and I, I yeah. love people who love food. So the other person would be a chef. And if I have to choose right now, it would be Chef Salmon, who has her Netflix show. It's called uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Have you heard of it? No, I and heard of she that. also has a cookbook of the same name, and she just seems so cool and has such a zest for life. And I think she she'd have amazing stories to tell. And again, of course, um, I'd love to just hear it. She's got a show on Netflix yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, to, I'll check. Oh, I'll check. So that out. good. It's just four episodes, and um, so good. So those would be that. That would be my pick. <laughs> okay. Which is a smart choice because you know you're going to have music, yes. and you're going to have amazing food well, I'm going to be and amazing conversation. Food, but hopefully, it's going to be, I'm going to be making the food. But hopefully, it's oh, going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you chef. might have got her to make the food, but you know, if you want to make, I'm no, sure no. you're a, oh, a fabulous Paul, chef as well. I'm Sicilian. Sorry, I'm Sicilian. We would never have okay, her okay. and not feed them. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I guess that's that. That's sort of in your subconscious. Come, come down <laughs> exactly, from generations. Exactly from my nonna. <laughs> exactly. So, so there are some things we want to keep yeah. there. Oh, abs- Oh, of course. You know what? Good point. Let me just um, circle back. Just last thing. Okay. Um, absolutely. There are many, many, many great things that we've picked up that are super beneficial yeah. for us to have. So, I definitely don't want to make it sound like you know your whole subconscious is mm. just one entire shit show of mm. things that you can't that are going to be inhibiting you right we all have really empowering beliefs there as well (laughs) thanks for for bringing that up yeah well it's it's, um i I sort of didn't bring it up as a as a point but i'm glad that it's a a relevant point because (laughs) so so yeah so so how can people contact Nadia if they want to work with you, if they want to find you on social media? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, the best and easiest way is to go through my website, which is nadiacapital.com, and there's a little um, chat button where you can send me a message. And then if you're on Instagram, I'm on at uh, underscore Nadia Gabriel, and I'm on there quite a lot as well. Okay. I love your Instagram, Aww, by the way. thank lots you. Of, lots of really inspirational and thought-provoking messages on there so thank you so much i definitely will add your instagram to the show notes and recommend everybody checks you out on instagram thank you thank you nadia thank you so much i've (laughs) thoroughly enjoyed talking to you as i knew i would (laughs) thanks for broadening my knowledge of the subconscious definitely need to delve into that a little bit more because it seems like a fascinating Mm -hmm. area and thanks everybody to listening for listening even to my perfect failure please check me out on www.myperfectfailure.com i'm on twitter failure underscore perfect and on insta is pads mpf and if you can leave a review that would be amazing and please look out for future episodes of my perfect failure thank you everybody until the next episode take care bye thanks for listening to my perfect failure podcast be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation subscribe to our podcast on itunes or google play look out for our next episode